This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, July 7th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? I'm hanging in there, Dill. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How was your holiday? Odd. Odd? Did yes. you blow anything up? Did. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is that what was odd? No. Okay. You know, when, when you're when you're working stiff like me, like having like two additional days of a weekend, you, you mm-hmm. like you know you don't know what to do with yourself after a certain point. Sure. And not only that, like sleeping in is like screwed up my sleep schedule. Yeah. So like like getting up in the morning is like real hard now. So yeah, yeah, that's weird. Our performances over the weekend was nothing real special. I had Tommy Pham do okay. You had Rymel Tapia did okay, but. The big news once again for us, Matt, you had Bradley Zimmer steal you a base. Yes. Taking a, a more commanding lead, your four stolen bases to my two, mm. which is uh, which is sad, but a thing. I had Sean Newcomb indeed had a tough matchup against the Astros. He got beat up a little bit. You had Jose Urena do basically the minimum to get a win, and <laughs> that worked. Five innings, two runs, and yeah. Got his win there. And Ariel Miranda was not good, and Sam Gavilia was not good. So no. n- nothing big to report other than that sweet, sweet stolen base mm. from Bradley Zimmer. Uh, Matt, you got anything before we get into this weekend's games? Well, hey, no, let's get, let's get into it, yeah. Okay. So Friday the 7th. I have a handful of names. Nothing super exciting to me, to be honest. Uh, do you like Eddie Butler at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates? I kind of do, yeah, just because the day is just so mediocre. He's been okay. He's he, 418 ERA, 142 whip, but nothing special at all. It, that's very much a spot start there, you know, just trying to hope that the Pirates aren't going to be any good. Mm. But I don't know. That's not exciting. That's not my pick, but you could do it. He has been better at home than on the road and like five starts each, so I wouldn't read too much into that. How about our boy Nick Pavetta at home against the Padres? He's also very uninspiring, as we say, but it is the Padres. You know, would you consider him in a spot start? I'd really think about it. I I, th- I think he has some weird home road splits that I would I would double check before I I pull the trigger. Yeah, he prefers to be at home so far, but it's not much of a sample. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's been striking some guys out. Actually, you know, has more than a strikeout per inning over that's, fifteen no, no, innings. That's what it was. He it, yeah. at home, he's only walked three batters, and on the road, he's walked twenty five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Well, good news is it's going to be at home. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you could think about it. He's not that exciting to me, but it is the Padres. So I think that that's a team you can spot start against for sure. I think so too. Our boy Junior Guerra is going to Yankee Stadium. His ERA is almost all the way up to five. I'm kind of staying away from him for now. Do you agree? Hard pass. Yeah, I have no interest in Yankee in New Yankee. Here's his home runs allowed, going back by game log. One, four in Cincinnati. One, two, one, one. Whatever Mike Fires had going on that allowed him to suddenly keep the ball in the park, he gave his homeritis to Junior Guerra. Oh, no. That is transferred in some sort of weird property. Uh, How about Ricky Nolasco going to Texas? Ricky Nolasco has been awesome in his last two starts. Hasn't allowed a run, two walks, 12 strikeouts. I don't think that he's suddenly figured it out or anything, but he's doing okay right now, and he's going to Texas. Is that a spot start for you at all, or still no interest? I cannot pull a trigger on Ricky Nolasco under his any circle. I mean, short of pitching in Petco, I yeah. really I really can't imagine a scenario in which I would take Ricky Nolasco. Yep. 
if you're in some sort of crazy deep GPP or something and you just want to cross your fingers on something that's happening, he's been okay lately, but I can't recommend it in any real confidence either. No. How about Felix Jorge for the Twins making his second start and he gets the Baltimore Orioles. He's at home. The Orioles aren't anybody I really want to face with somebody I don't trust. I'm not that interested, are you? Isn't it Filet Jorge? Is that the pronounce? <laughs> that's right. He pronounces it. Not Felix, pardon me, it's written Felix. It's some, is it Filet? It's something like that. I and, think that's what you told me. <laughs> yeah. In his debut, he went five innings, three runs, and two strikeouts against the Royals. Now he gets the Orioles. Mm. He's a bit of a prospect. I'm at least checking the box score, but I'm not picking him here, are you? No, I'm not, no. I have just two more names written down. One is German Marquez at home against the White Sox. <sighs> I like German Marquez. He's slowed down lately, but he's not getting beat up in cores as much as a lot of those, you know, Rockies yeah. guys are having the home road to shoes. But the ZRA is 4-4-1. It's been almost 5 at home. The White Sox are so bad against righties, though, that I'm... And they're going to lose a DH. I'm at least thinking about it, but... I don't know. Would I be crazy? Who, who's the White Sox DH? Probably Matt Davidson, I would imagine. Okay. You, yeah. You're asking me? Are you actually well, no, asking I'm, me? I'm just saying, you know, you said, you know, they're going to lose their DH, so I'm just trying yeah. to figure, you know, which... What's going to happen there? Yeah. down yeah, some sort of man. You, you, you can't play Matt Davidson in the outfield, can you? No. I don't know. But I don't think so. The point is, it's a little bit lighter of an already light-hitting White Sox team, but it is in Coors Field. So, mm-hmm. I'm thinking either that, which I'm obviously nervous about, or our friend Charlie Morton is back, and he's going to Toronto. And Charlie Morton has been pretty good this year. His year is four, but he was striking out a bunch of guys before he, you know, got hurt in May. He's been gone since May. It's his first start back. He's definitely talented, you know, and again, the strikeouts are nuts. But if you look at his splits, at least this year, because he's been a very different pitcher for the Astros, mm. uh, he has all those strikeouts, but he's struggled really hard with righties. And that's kind of scary for me going to Toronto, who are very right-handed, you know, and I don't know if that's a small sample thing, but, you know, because it was only 10 starts, you know, before I went, so I'm trying not to read into it too much, but yeah, was handling lefties, was getting beat up by fellow righties, now he's going to Toronto. That's kind of a tough first start back for me, don't you think? Yes, that's, that's not where you want to be. I don't think that's where you want to be with Charlie Morton. I'm interested, but I, I can't do it. He's 31% owned. If this goes well, he's going to be a guy you'll want to scoop up sooner rather than later, but I think I'm going to go German Marquez, and it's not the safest pick of the day, but I like the upside more than Pavetta who might be just fine too, but I'm, I'm betting against the White Sox is what I'm doing here, basically, and hoping that Coors Field isn't so bad. So, a solid bet. Yeah. I'm going to roll Eddie Butler out there, I guess. Okay. I think that's relatively safe, just kind of boring. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Not a lot of upside, but you could avoid the bomb that I might have in Coors Field. We'll see. So I'm fine with that. A little more exciting on the hitter side, Matt. Who are you looking at for hitters for Friday? I've got a D-pick. Okay. Right on. This is like a just like a just in case. Like I'm kind of intrigued by this guy. The Yankees have a, you know are, are super talented you know throughout the diamond, but they're a mess at first base. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to figure out what to do there. You know, Greg Bird is still hurt. Chris Carter has been DFA'd again. They've got Jimon Che. Yes. He's he's a 26 year old, not a prospect. Journeyman. Yeah. Techni- I suppose technically at this point he is. Yeah, he's 26. I've heard him calling a 26 year old journeyman. Right, but he's definitely not a Yankee product. No. He's left-handed, he's got some pop, and he's getting Junior Guerra in New Yankee. And he's probably yeah. going to start. So yeah. 
that's the requirements for being interesting. It's going to be in the Yankees lineup at Yankee Stadium against a homeritis pitcher. So, yeah, and he's 0% owned, 1% owned. He's 0% owned, believe it or not. And he's already got I, his. I do. I do believe that. <laughs> so do I, but he's already got a home run this season. Yeah. I can see it. That's scraping the barrel for sure. But, you know, in DFS, if you got those points, nobody else would get those points. So, so either way, I, I, just, I just want our, our, our listeners just to be aware of uh, G. Munche. If, if mm-hmm. he's going to be sticking in there at first base at New Yankee against righties, mm-hmm. you know, you might want to, you know, you know, if you're looking for a cheap first baseman. Yeah. You know, I, I think in the past we, we've suggested against that. But in this case, I, I think it's it's worth, you know, just being aware of just because he is going to be super cheap because nobody knows who he is. Yep. Absolutely. My C pick at 37% owned. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Ricky Nolasco, his splits against lefties and righties have, have normalized a bit. They're not equally bad against both sides. Now it's just bad against righties. Sure. So I'm looking for a right-hander who hits righties well. Mm-hmm. And that's Carlos Gomez at 37%. He does do that. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And 37% is too low for what he is at least capable of. I don't know that he's going to do it, but he's capable. Yeah. Agreed. Next up, yeah. uh, we have Clayton Richard outside of Petco going to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means I want a righty. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, I want Aaron Alfair at 33%. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Aaron Alfair has actually been kind of hitting both sides. He used to just match lefties, and now he's kind of getting it all done. So, yeah, I can see that for sure. What is he, 33%? Yes. Yeah, that's a little low for him. I think it was too. And lastly, my A pick. We've got Tim Edelman going out to the desert to face the D-backs. Mm-hmm. Edelman is in fact right-handed, and he does have a bit of a split against lefties. And I believe he's he's got an OPS against lefties around. This is top of my head. It's it's around eight sixty. It's bad. Not good. So I, yeah. I'm I'm looking for for a lefty I can toss in there. And Daniel Descalso is left-handed. He qualifies all over the diamond, so you can slot him in just about anywhere. Yeah. And he's absolutely mashed against righties this year, believe it or not. Yeah, sure. I, I can see that. 861 OPS against righties, five, five of his six home runs, 19 of his 23 walks, 27 of his 31 RBIs. You could slot him in literally just about anywhere in your lineup. And yeah, spend, a utility and, guy. And spend elsewhere. I love guys like that. Yeah. So I'm going to toss Daniel Descalso in there against Tim Edelman as my A. Yeah. Assuming he gets in, there's a fair chance he doesn't, but that makes for a good A pick. You know, check and if he if he doesn't get in, you get Aaron Althea or Carlos Gomez, you're all set. But yeah. He's getting the Reds pitching staff and he's in Arizona. Like I can get involved in that. That's fine. For he'll cost nowhere and can go anywhere. I like it. I see on here, I circled the name of Jordan Zimmerman, who continues to just be an albatross contract and a pitcher that just gives it up. 5.58 ERA, and the splits are just bad. The splits are bad. Pick anybody you want against him. So I'm looking at the Cleveland Indians, and our boys that we like there are still there, including Brad Zimmer, who just got you a stolen base, and Lonnie Chisenhall. They're 16% and 12%. They're just kind of becoming our poster boys. You know, the cheap guys in a really strong lineup, and they can get righties. So either of them, I'm totally recommending there as well. Above that, I want to pick against Clayton Richard as well. But the Philly that I wrote down, I'm totally fine with Aaron Althair. I wrote Tommy Joseph. He's kind of cooled off. He's been kind of whatever. And I also like Cameron Rupp, who has, by the rate stats, really mashed lefties also, but has not done much else and is not very exciting. So I wrote down Tommy Joseph at 18%, but he's not been lighting it up either. He's kind of been hitting home runs and not much else, and everybody's been hitting home runs. 
hands. So mm-hmm. I, you could do it, but it's not exciting. I don't know. I'm picking against Clayton Richard there more than anything. And 18% is low. But my A pick, I want to make sure this guy gets in. But I'm just going back to another Colorado Rockies catcher. This time it's Ryan Hannigan, who admittedly is old and not very good. But he would get Derek Holland, and it would be in Colorado. And he likes to hit lefties, and Derek Holland has struggled with righties, and it's Coors Field. And basically all of the things are lining up to make 0% owned Ryan Hannigan a useful hitter for one day this season. So I'm in on Ryan Hannigan there as my A pick, hoping that he gets in. I assume so against a lefty, so... Uh, okay, how about Saturday, Matt? Let's move on to Saturday the 8th. I wrote down, our boy Ulysses Chassin is going to Philadelphia. We always bring him up because of the crazy home road splits. We talked about it last time because he got the Dodgers, and we're like, no, you can't pick him against the Dodgers. He threw five scoreless because <laughs> it was in Petco. And those splits continue to be real silly. So as much as that continues to be true for some reason, now he's going to Philadelphia. Gotta stay away entirely, right? Yes. They're really bad against righties, but I'm just subscribing to this home road thing. So nope, pass there for that reason. How about Mike Clevenger getting the Tigers? He last time went to Detroit, his last start. Six innings, one run, five walks, seven strikeouts. Effectively wild, if you will. Now he's at home against the Tigers. Do you like him to try and do that again? Actually, I kind of do, and I can tell you why. Okay. If you look at his, his splits this season, uh, 61 mm-hmm. OPS against righties, and he's in fact right-handed. Mm-hmm. Tigers are super right-handed, and I don't see a lefty that can really hurt him. Yeah. So I kind of like this for Mike Clevenger. I think this is actually a decent matchup for him. I think it's very okay. I'm, I don't, there's not, not a lot of upside with him, but I think it's very okay. It's relatively safe. He's aver- averaging over a strikeout per inning. Yeah, he's, he's doable. He's doable. How about Jeff Hoffman at home against the White Sox? Now here is a Rockies pitcher who has not liked pitching at home. It's been bad. Even though the White Sox are bad, I'm worried about Jeff Hoffman and his 6.85 ERA at home. That's a pass for you, I assume. Dylan, you can't refer to the White Sox as bad. It has to be pretty good. The White Sox have not gotten good yet, but that might change when they face Jeff Hoffman in cores. Uh, I like Jeff Hoffman very much on the road, but I can't take him here. Even though I took German Marquez, I can't do this. So, yeah. My boy Andrew Moore starts at home against the A's. He has two starts under his belt, and they've both been fine. He now has 15 innings, six runs. He has eight strikeouts, no walks. So not a huge ceiling or anything, but getting it done so far. And I'm just not really scared of the A's. Are you considering Andrew Moore at home on Saturday? I'm not. I'm not rushing out to pick him up, but I'm like, this is kind of a guy at least worth looking at for sure. In okay starts, but getting Oakland is just very middle of the road. I want to give honorable mention to Mike Fires going to Toronto. He continues to not allow a home run in forever, but he's 52% owned. We can't get him. He's no longer on the list, but I would at least consider it. That's not a great start for him. Not a great matchup, but you're on my radar, Mike Fires. Uh, last name for me, coming in at 50% owned, is the special. I would take Mike Clevenger, but I think I'm going to go with Brandon McCarthy at home against the Royals, who also do not have a DH, which doesn't matter too much. But yeah, Brandon McCarthy's back. He's been okay this year other than being hurt, and the Royals are bad. So assuming that he's healthy and good to go, I like Brandon McCarthy here because the Royals stink. Is that your pick as well? No. Okay. Do you think I'm nuts to do this? I do not. Okay, yeah. I think it's going to be fine. He's 50% owned. Once he, you know, whoops on the Royals, I think he's going to become too owned past that. Are you taking Mike Clevenger, or do you have another pick? 
honestly, I'm, I'm really t- I'm torn between Clevenger and, and Rafael Montero going to St. Louis. What do you like about Rafael Montero? He strikes out about a batter per inning. He's you know he does have control issues, but I I, I like the strikeout upset. I really do. Yeah, he his ERA is five six three, but he's just pitched so much out of the bullpen for a while and has been I don't know. He does have all those strikeouts that is worth considering for sure, but. My initial reaction, fair or unfair, is just to be like, ugh, Rafael Montero. But more in a strikeout printing is surely a thing, and it's hard to judge all those bullpen stats. So, True. I don't know. That's my reaction is not for me. So, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Clevenger. Honestly. Okay. Did I just accidentally talk you out of Rafael Montero? No, no. I, I was I was like 75-25 for you know, mm-hmm. Clevenger over Montero anyway, and then, just, wow, Dylan just eviscerated that idea. So, Clevenger it is. But he's an honorable mention for you. You would I consider suppose. Rafael Montero. I, you know, if I, if I'm like you know looking for upside and a, and a cheap pitcher stack, yeah, if you could toss Clevenger and, and Rafael Montero out there, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. I can see that. All right, not for me, but I understand. All right, Matt, how about hitters for Saturday? Who are you picking on? Let's start with my C pick. Okay, my C uh-huh. pick is actually my again. I'm I'm going with my my zero guy is my C pick. Uh-huh. Luis Castillo is still pitching for Cincinnati, and they're still going to be in the desert on Saturday night. Yeah. Again, I want lefties against him, and I'll, I, this time I'm going to toss Gregor Blanco out there as my C at 0%. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, he's been okay, but not enough to not pick against him, you know. Who, Castillo? Yeah. Eh. He's a prospect of theirs that's halfway interesting, but I'm definitely not scared of him right now, and especially not with the D-backs. So. And literally all Gregor Blanco does is get is get hits off righties. Yep. Yeah, and runs a little bit. So. And runs a little bit. His, his OPS against lefties this year is three twenty. Yeah, he doesn't. It's not his job. No, <laughs> it's not his. Not his job. Stay, yeah. he, stay, he stays in his lane. Yes. My B pick. Mm-hmm. This is. T- I'm. I'm really torn here. Okay, Wade Miley is pitching for Baltimore in Minnesota. He's in fact left-handed. We want righties against him there. Yes, for sure. And the problem is the Twins don't really have a ton of righties, but they do have a, a, quite a few switch hitters. Mm-hmm. So for this one, I'm, I'm going to toss Eduardo Escobar. Okay. And his 950 OPS against lefties. Yes, he's against, been doing that. Against Wade Miley. Five of his eight home runs and really nothing, you know, and, and everything else is like split literally evenly. 13 RBIs versus lefties, 13 versus righties. Six walks versus lefties, six walks versus righties. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know, unique symmetry. But either way, I like this for Eduardo Escobar. My guy! Eduardo Escobar is also my B-pick. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I, all, everything you said, I'm like, yep, hits lefties, Wade Miley's bad, go nuts. Yeah. And lastly, my A-pick, Julio Tehran, is going to mm-hmm. Washington to face the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Tehran is not quite the guy he was, you know, as recently as, what, 2013, 2012? Yes. Major split against lefties this season. Even when he was good, he had that major split, but he's hiding it even less now. Accurate. Now that he's, you know, his shoulders been ground into fine powder by the by the Braves over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I'm tossing Adam Lind out there against him at one percent on. Okay. The righty masher, the big lefty himself. Just on the chance that he makes it in there, huh? Pretty much. Yeah. It's it's all six home runs have come against righties this year. Thirteen of his fourteen walks. Nine sixty eight OPS against righties. So, yeah, no, I, I like that just fine. Yeah, and that's a good A pick for sure. Dylan, he's the pride of Muncie, Indiana. He is the pride of Muncie, Indiana. Adam Lind getting a Leo Duran. I can see that for sure. All right, so my C pick I have getting Brent 
Suter? Sutter? Suter? I don't know that we know Suter. for sure. It is Suter. I've, I've actually you know seen the Brewers play once or twice this season. <laughs> I can't say that I have watched enough of them, but I should. So I want a cheap right-handed Yankee, and we've been looking at these prospects coming along, and they have Clint Frazier, who came up and had a great debut and hasn't done much yet. It's only no. been a handful of games. True. Very talented right-handed batter. Should do just fine. Should play. I like him getting a lefty in Yankee Stadium. So I wrote Clint Frazier, who's only 23% owned. And this is mostly because I felt we should talk about him on the show. Honestly, well. I think that's way too high for a guy. You're not that in on Clint Frazier yet? Not at 23%. No, I think that's super high for him. I feel like at this point, you just got to take flyers on these guys and grab them. And then if they take off Aaron Judge style, you might win your league. And if two weeks go by and they haven't done anything, you can throw them back. You know, I guess. But, but even I, I, I can't, I don't see why he would be more owned than, say, Brad, Bradley Zimmer would be. I think he's under owned too. The amount that he runs and has some pop. The problem with Zimmer is that he often sits against lefties. That's really keeping him down. But these are all guys that are real prospects. They are everyday players or should be and are very interesting. So Clint Frazier at least deserves a mention. Could be back in the minor leagues in three weeks. Mm -hmm. My B pick is Eduardo Escobar getting Wade Miley. I agree with Matt. My A pick, I am picking against your boy Rafael Montero and the Mets bullpen. I don't think he's going to go very deep, even if he does okay. But I want a guy that the Cardinals have been playing at first base lately. He's been making it in. He's been having success. He's not really a prospect. Oh, no. Okay. Good luck with this. You want to talk about Luke Voigt, Yeah, Matt? Luke Voigt. So far, so good for the 26-year-old making his debut. He was fine at AAA. He's just a slugging first baseman. He's, you know, has the stats, not the prospect pedigree. But so far, so good. You know, it's only been like 10, 11 games, but he was mashing at AAA for sure, has power, and this is a pick against uh, against Rafael Montero, and he's 6% owned, and if he's going to, I mean, again, they've been putting him in the lineup as long as he's been hitting, so I'm going to try Luke Voigt, assuming that he starts and he gets the Mets. Oh, what do you have against Luke Voigt? I think you, you pretty much made my case. He's 26 years old. He's not a prospect. Nope. He, he's probably a guy who should be hitting in Asia. Maybe, yeah. He's also, this is not fair, but it's one of those Cardinals things where I'm like, Aww. Cardinals have been known to make stuff out of nothing. So, All I don't right. know. I'm, I'm not picking him up in my fantasy league, so I'm not rushing out to get him. But he keeps playing and he gets Rafael Montero. I'm like, all right, I'll try that. Because I looked at guys like Paul DeJong and other cheap Cardinals, and he was the cheapest Cardinal that I felt would still possibly hit. So, not a favorite player of mine or anything, but... No, I, I think you're rushing it by Scherzi, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Depends on how he does on Saturday. We'll, we'll see. Might be the making of a new favorite player of mine if he can mash on Rafael Montero. And then Sunday, I wrote five names down. My boy Sean Newcomb is back. He, I still believe in him. He's going to Washington. They can kind of hit too. Just like Houston was not a good matchup for him. I don't think Washington's a good matchup for him either. They're hitting lefties pretty well. So I like Sean Newcomb. I can't make this start. Maybe I'm just gun shy after the last time went bad. You can make this start. It's not mine. Do you like Jared Eikhoff getting the Padres at all in Philadelphia? I've got to pick against him, actually, so no. So no. He has the splits, which makes it a thing. It's, it's against the Padres, so I could always see it going fine, but it is not my pick either. How about the flip side, Trevor Cahill going to Philadelphia? Would you think about that? I don't want Trevor Cahill on the road under any circumstances. Really? Okay. Is this just another, like, Petco thing that you're really, really buying in on? Yeah, pretty much. Well, we, well, we... <laughs> 
You make it sound like I'm like the only one. No, it's no, absolutely. It's very tangible things. He has in three starts this year a zero four nine ERA at home. Hmm. Three starts, whatever. On the road it's ballooned to four six one, which is still not horrendous, but definitely a stark difference for sure. So yes. I mean it's not Julius Chassin like or no. Jeff Hoffman like. Yeah. And it's going to Philadelphia. I'm not that scared of them. But uh yeah. Matt, are you ready to double or nothing with Jose Urena when he goes to San Francisco? He's my pick, actually. <laughs> you are. That's a yes. That is a yes. Okay. What do you like about this other than you got the cheapest, not cheap, like unfair, but like the minimum requirements for a win from him last time? Right. And yeah, San Francisco can't hit at all. I don't think you're nuts, but what do you like about this? Let's break down Jose Urena a bit. Yes. He doesn't really have a triple soon split, which I like. Yes. I, I'm always kind of drawn to those guys who. I, I can I don't have, I just don't have to worry about him getting you know picked on by lefties or picked on by righties. He's mm-hmm. like equally mediocre against both sides of the plate. Seven five nine OPS against righties, six three six OPS against lefties is what it is. You know, not yeah. the end of the world. There isn't much strikeout upside. I completely agree here. I kind of look at him as a guy who's going to eat up some innings, generally be competent, and probably outpitch Matt Kane. And is this the guy? Help me remember that has the day and night splits accurate. Uh, yes. So far during the day this year, he's 3-1 and one with a 2-2-80 RA in 27 two-thirds innings with 23 yes. strikeouts. And he's pitching during the day on Sunday. Yes, so Now, yeah. it's, it's during the day in, on the West Coast, so I don't know how, how that affects his body chemistry. So I don't know he, he's going to be thinking it's, what, 4 p.m.? Late afternoon, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be like late after. So I'm not sure how that affects his body chemistry. <laughs> I'm not super buying into that, but it is, if anything, a point in his favor. Maybe a fraction of a point, but that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm not picking that, but I don't think you're nuts, mostly because it's San Francisco and it's in that part. I mean, so. you, you look at like his like month-by-month splits, he's been like reasonably consistent. You know, 292 yeah. ERA in April, 323 ERA in May, 378 ERA in June, 360 ERA in July in one start. So yeah. if anything, he's kind of consistent. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I don't think you're nuts. It's not exciting, but it's fine. <laughs> the only other name I had is Daniel Gossett going to Seattle. You liked him at one point, but the wheels have kind of come off, I feel like. I assume you're not that interested here. Well, I'm picking Jose Urena, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe you looked at Daniel Gossett, but he's made five starts, and the last two, he's allowed five runs each. So uh, one of them was against the White Sox. So he may have more talent than he's shown, but so far, not so good. Good control numbers for Daniel Gossett, but allowed you know, a pair of homers in each of his last two starts. I am going to go with Trevor Cahill against the Phillies, and yes, it'd be nice if it was at home, but the Phillies do not hit righties, really, so... This is hopefully a safe matchup for me. Hopefully. Pardon the return of my train again. Matt, how about your hitters for Sunday? Okay, I think we have the same A pick, so should I just get that out of the way? Actually, my A pick on Sunday, I wrote Ryan Hannigan again, just cause he, in case he doesn't get in before. I want him against Carlos Rodon. But after that, my guess is we might have the same pick, yes. Okay, well, my A pick, the White Sox playing against Kyle Freeland, the lefty. Mm-hmm. So I want righties. Yes. 15% on Matt Davidson. I wrote that down as my D pick, but I wrote down the question mark of if he's going to be DHing it in or not. So, yeah, that is, he made my list at the bottom of my list, not the top. 
I think he kind of has to get in there against the lefty, if anything. Else. Yeah, they'll find a way. I mean, they're not going to play him over Abreu, but they'll find a way. I think they'd play him over Frazier for sure. Who knows? I'm not sure what they're going to do there. I, but. He's, he's got to play. He's got to play. If, if He might not play the rest of the series, but he's got to play that game. I mean, come on. Yeah, so I, I wrote him down. Not my A pick, but I wrote him down. Surprise. Okay, Ubaldo uh, is pitching in Minnesota against the Twins. Mm-hmm. For this case, you want lefties, and there are a ton of lefties to choose from in, in Minnesota, but uh, mm-hmm. the one... I like best is my guy, Eddie Rosario. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, your B pick? Yes. That is my C pick. So, yeah. He, he's a 4% owned. All 10 of his home runs have come against righties this season. 24 of 25 RBIs, 13 of 15 walks. You know, Plenty capable of hitting righties, especially like Ubaldo. Especially yeah. Ubaldo, yes. And lastly, my C pick. I'm picking against Jared Eikhoff, and I want lefties. Okay. One of the few lefties left on the uh, on the Padres roster is Corey Spangenberg. Okay, yeah. And he does a competent job against righties. I'm I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to toss him out there. He even right. still, he even steals bases against righties. Yeah, he can do that. How owned is he? He's even one percent. Yeah, he's hardly used, but he can do something. I like yeah. that just fine for sure. So I was right there with you. I wrote Matt Davidson. Hope he gets in. I think that's definitely check your lineups. But if he's in there, absolutely. And Eddie Rosario above that. And then above that, I got to pick on Kyle Gibson when I see him, Matt. That's almost as much as picking on Ubaldo. Like, he, that guy just gives up runs like it is his job. Kind of is, literally. Uh, I want Seth Smith. He's 1% owned, and he's the one lefty in the Orioles lineup, but he bats lead off, and he's super under-owned and can get the job done. So, yeah, Seth Smith going against Kyle Gibson. The Kyle Gibson versus Ubaldo matchup, what's your over-under on runs for that game? Do you go 11 combined? 11 and a half, 10 and a half? I'm saying it's going to be closer to 83. It's going to be ugly. That's a tough matchup. The thing is with Ubaldo, even when he's really bad, like one out of eight starts or one out of 10 starts, he just like turns it on and he'll go like eight scoreless out of nowhere. Yeah. He just has that in him. Yeah. One out of 10 times, you know, and Kyle Gibson used to kind of do that, but that's been less and less. Do you, so, remember, do you remember when Ubaldo was just like a force of nature? Yeah. He was amazing yes. in cores. No, he was yeah. every, he had like a 98 mile an hour fastball. That was, he, he, he had the Verlander thing where he would like get stronger as the game went on. Yeah. He was the one I remember the most of being like, oh, that's the Coors pitch, the Rockies pitcher that you can take no matter what. Yeah, you know. pretty much. Yeah, he was ridiculous. In 2010, he went 19-8 and with a 2.88 ERA and 33 starts, third in Cy Young voting, like, in Coors Field specifically. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. And then he, like, the next year was traded to Cleveland, and nope. And like, just... oh, as soon as he got out of Coors, he fell apart. I mean, he wasn't good in Coors that year either, but yeah. And every once in a while, he's awesome. But, I mean, he, the second year in Cleveland was kind of okay. 3-3-0 ERA, but just a wildly, wildly inconsistent dude. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. So, it's possible he could have a good game there, but I'm not going near that at all, obviously. And then, yeah, my A pick is Ryan Hand again, again, Carlos Rodon. He gets a lefty again. If he gets in at one of those games, I want him. So, yeah. Okay. That should about do it. Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here for the weekend? Uh... Did you catch any baseball today? I did not watch much baseball today, really. No. Okay. Is there something that stuck out to you? Yeah, the, the Brewers essentially stole the Cubs' soul today. So. <laughs> oh, you're right. I saw John Jay pitch. That was today, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And he did good. He did fine. But, yeah, they just got whooped on. And there, I saw quotes from Ryan Braun just being like, you know, we're legit, right? Like, we're up in the Central, and they don't think it's fluky. I mean, every team would say that, of course. But yeah, I mean... 
at what point are you in? You know, I mean, they're exciting, but at what point is it like, oh, this might really, really happen? Well, the problem is that nobody else in the division is any good. Right. And you keep thinking that the Cubs are going to figure it out, but... They, they have no pitching. You would think it would get better and they would figure it out, but that stuff is tough. I don't... Do you know how many like, everyday players have no PS over 800 of the Cubs this year? They don't have any all-stars other than their closer. Which... And there was some like crazy stat about how it's the first team to win a World Series and then not send a returning player to the All-Star game the next year in forever. Yeah. They're sending a guy who wasn't on their team when they won the World Series. Like, And it's like one of the most popular teams in decades. Like, I don't... It's bananas. It's crazy. They have three everyday players. Well, well technically everyday players who have, OP, who have an OPS over 800. Uh, yeah. You could probably guess the first two. I don't think you can guess the third. It would be Bryant and Rizzo. Yes. And then it would be, uh, I mean, is it Ian Happ? It is Ian Happ, yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, troubling. That's what you got going on, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, they've been been struggling. I think they have enough talent that if they went on a tear in the second half, kind of like the Dodgers are doing right now, I don't think anybody would be blown away, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's possible that they're a second-place team, you know, and... I mean, I'm kind of worried that the Brewers aren't going to have the pitching either. You know, they're making it work right now. But yeah, yeah they're they pretty much are. It's just like patchwork together. Um, I I also saw speaking of the Dodgers, Fernando Rodney. Yeah, he had a no hit month in June, I believe, which is awesome. He I think it was ten innings and no hits. You know, in the month of June, which is real impressive. Is he the relief version of Ubaldo Jimenez, just in terms of like inconsistency, where? <sighs> Remember when he set the ERA record in 2012 for the Rays, literally, and then can just the next year have an ERA of five or whatever, like forget how to pitch, and now he's doing it month to month. I remember when he, he was a closer with, with Detroit before that even, and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, guys, don't don't worry about Verlander. Rodney's coming in. Oh, yeah, and even when he's good, he's still walking all sorts of people. He's... Yeah. He's a roller coaster. He's a lot of fun. And the thing is, at the end of the day, he like does put up value, obviously. But oh boy, does he have his wild meltdowns, you know? Yeah, so yeah, he melted down in a big, big way today. So yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So that's going on. We got All Star Game coming up pretty soon too. But do you watch? It'll, it'll be fun. Uh, I probably will. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna watch it? No. No. Don't care at all. I honestly, I can't remember the last time I watched an inning of an All-Star game. Uh, it's it's interesting enough, I feel like. So, the, the Home Run Derby more fun? Home Run Derby is fun for about 15 minutes, I feel is, like. Is Chris Berman still calling it, or do they end that? I thought he retired from it. He might have retired from it. I, I thought so. he retired, but I, thought, I think they, they bring him back for one day to do that. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But we'll have an episode before that as well, though. So. We might actually, we have to look at the baseball schedule. We might, actually, we didn't even look at that. No. Are we going to have a show on Sunday? <sighs> yeah. We might not have a show on Sunday. I guess we might not. I mean. Okay, we'll figure it out. We might have a funky schedule. We'll tweet about it. Clearly, we were planning these things well in advance. Yeah, but we'll talk about it off air and get it figured out. But, yeah, it looks like there's no games Monday through Thursday. So, we might not have another show for a week. Mm. Well, this is some real good foresight on this show. But, yeah. Do you want to do another movie podcast? We could do something like that. We might figure something out and do a show on Sunday, for sure. 
Okay, well, that should do it for us. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. And, yeah, we want to hear from you there for sure. Uh, that should do it for Matt. I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.